0: Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Celette. Thank you for joining us for another episode of this Paranormal Romance podcast. And we are so happy today because we have Ariel Dawn with us to talk about her book Hades, which is from the Speed Dating with the Denizens of the Underworld series. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to the show, Ariel. Thank you. So about exactly like one year ago, we had Ariel on Uh and we did not in the cards. What was the other one? In in the the blood. blood, Yeah. And so today we're going to discuss this is a new book and a new series. And uh, we're super excited. Yeah. So let's kick this thing off with a
1: quickie. This one's super fun. I really love talking about this because I love talking about ice cream. Um, (laughs) What is your favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor?
2: Cherry Garcia.
1: Aha. kind of figured that it was in the book. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it is also one of my favorites as well. But I do like peanut butter world because I love everything. Peanut butter ice cream. It's just so delicious.
0: I like chocolate brownie or fish food sometimes fish food's a little too sweet because it's got like 700 things in it
2: (laughs) fish food is good i do like that it's very
0: good and so when it's a little like when i'm not feeling like that sweet i love chocolate brownie because it's just chocolate ice cream with chunks of chocolate brownie in it and i just yeah just be simple
2: (laughs) that sounds right up my husband's alley i don't like chocolate or peanut butter because i'm an alien
0: so (laughs) yeah i don't know
1: you anymore what yeah no (laughs) you and (laughs) And my son Atlas would get along
2: (laughs) And I technically don't like ice cream. I like oh. gelato, but I, oh. but I will, there's like very few flavors of ice cream that I will eat. And Cherry Garcia is definitely like one of my favorite like flavors. So
0: mm. nice for my birthday, my whole life, I always got an ice cream cake because that's how much I love ice cream. <laughs> so it is definitely my favorite thing. And I very much go out of my way to not buy it. So I don't just sit at home and eat <laughs> giant pints of ice cream.
2: That's my husband with with the ice cream in the bowl over there sitting across from me. And I'm just like "Mm." Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) a bowl is a step up. Yeah, I know. I don't. There's no (laughs) (laughs) bowl.
2: Very
0: much like uh, Hecate and and, uh, Darcy from the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. Which now I feel like we got to get ice cream for dessert for dinner tonight. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. On On the books, Kalina. All right. Well, cool. Thank you so much for joining us again, Ariel. It was great to have you last time. It's going to be great this time. And let's just get into this.
0: All right. So for this episode, yeah, we're discussing Hades. Which is what I think it's book is it 15, 14, 14, book 14 in the series. So there's quite a few books for everyone who mm-hmm. isn't familiar with the series yet. Hopefully, most people are. I have read all of them up through Adam, which I think is 16. Cells has only read Hades.
2: <laughs> you haven't read Orion yet, then not yet.
0: Not yet. I'm three behind <laughs> just, three, the three newest ones I haven't caught up he, to yet. He
2: just came out in December, so yeah. excited about that.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, she's thoroughly following it. And Full disclosure, I just well, I I haven't, I haven't read them all, so I'm going to be a little bit more lost than I normally am in this conversation. But if we're talking about the Hades story, which we are, Mm -hmm. then I'll be able to follow along. Cool.
0: So this is one of those really fun series that authors get together and put out. Sometimes we, anyone who is a longtime listener of ours, remembers when we did the Midnight Coven series a couple of years back when they had the um what was it? Wicked the Wicked Coven series of witches and then they also did Faded Mates or Vampire Bride.
2: Yeah Yeah. something like that. Uh, It was a while ago.
0: But yeah. And so it's, it's numerous authors. How many in, in this group, Ariel?
2: Oh, I don't even know how many, I want to say maybe like, I feel like there's like at least like 20 maybe. Oh wow, Um, There's a lot. I know there's a lot. And I know that we have added a couple more people too in the last year that have books coming out this year. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty wide series with a lot of different authors in it.
0: Yeah. And so it all hangs around the premises that there is, or the, premise, <laughs> <The> premise. <laughs> <Well, also laughs> not the premises well also kind of the premises because it's deluxe cafe so that worked yeah. out in my <laughs> um <laughs> The underworld is real and there are a lot of people live down there, various wow. versions of gods and creatures and uh-huh. demons and vampires and other supernatural beings. And they have roles and even some angels are, are stuck down there. Uh, <laughs> they have different roles. And then there's a place called Deluxe Cafe, which is kind of an in-between. It's for both in the human world and then also in the underworld. And it's run by Aphrodite and Eve. And they have started speed dating and all of these different denizens of the underworld show up at speed dating at some point and go through, you know, their true love, fated mate kind of stories. And that's what each book kind of focuses on one person and they're, they're meeting their mate and falling in love. So just kind of tell me about how the series came to be. Like, how did you get involved with it? You know, where did the idea come from? All that good stuff.
2: So... I was, I was essentially kind of like approached uh, Mm -hmm. by my publisher, uh, Gina Kincaid of Naughty Nights Press um, when she was putting this series together and she was kind of asking around and and putting out feelers and whatnot. And um, at the time I was still kind of new to the ball game of writing. I I was still underneath her. At, you know, she was my publisher, but I didn't have a lot of books necessarily out at that time. Um, I was still kind of getting things off the ground, and she was like, "Hey, I have this series, and I think you would love it, and I think you would be a good fit." And I had co-written one book before, and that was um, Hollow's Sunrise. So the idea of collaborating, which that book Hollow Sunrise was with Quelty Fox, and the idea of coll- collaborating on a shared world where other authors would be writing their own books, but I could still kind of like use their characters or have people featured and have these storylines intertwine it was really appealing to me. And I was like, because I am a yes person and not a no person. I was like, yes, I will absolutely write this. And I started with Hecate and it just kind of like evolved from there. I picked up Hades because there was a whole list of different types of um, gods and goddesses, uh, and we were all talking about, and uh, I just had a feeling that Hades and Hecate would have been like besties, like they just (laughs) would have been absolute, like, you know, ride or dies. And from that, it just kind of evolved. And as I wrote each book, because I've written at this point, three books in the series, but I'm working on my fourth. So it just kind of ended up being that as I wrote one, I would discover a new character, and then I would want to write, that book. So that's kind of essentially how uh, it went. And I did. I have collaborated with quite a few of the other authors. Hades, I feel like, is is the book in this series for me that has the most cameos at this point because mm-hmm. I think I have cameos from. I think I have even Aphrodite, obviously, are in there. Hera's in there. Uh, Hecate obviously makes an appearance in Hades, being the bestie. And there's Orion who pops up, and then he gets his own story. So it's it's just kind of like has a lot of different characters and Mm -hmm. I think Lucifer's in there it's just it was really fun to collaborate Persephone slash Annabelle from Hell's Bell is in there and it was Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun
1: so is that how the process went? There was a whole list of characters that you guys could just select from?
2: Kind of, yeah. Um, okay. It was, if there wasn't necessarily like one on the list, like if we came up with something, like sure. it was just kind of like, you know, I could ask and be like, hey, I thought of this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. can we do that and and go back and forth? And and Gina's been great. I've done a bunch of different anthology sets with her. So that working relationship has always been very easy. So
0: great. Yeah. And it feels like because I've read so many um, mm. that you have a pretty close relationship with Julie Morgan because your characters do like she wrote Hell's Bells, which is Persephone, which if most people know um the traditional mythos—it's Persephone and Hades' story—and um, mm-hmm. so it was really interesting to watch this series kind of go. We're going to split them up, and they get their own stories instead mm-hmm. of trying to rehabilitate that narrative that has been done. Uh,
2: yes, and I loved collaborating uh, with Julie on that. You know, and reading Hell's Bell and seeing how you know her version of Annabelle Persephone was, and I loved having Hades just I always kind of like those stories that take the traditional story and then you put a twist on it Mm -hmm. and Hades at least to me was like my love letter to all the Hades stories that I love I think I even mentioned them in there like Lore Olympus yeah Um, I have the coffee table book like sitting on my (laughs) coffee table right now and even like there's a little ode to like the Disney version of Hercules where we have his secretary Mm -hmm. and his blue fire and like you know so I really tried to incorporate like all those. stories that like everybody loves but at the same time I just felt like he would be this totally brooding type guy who just you know like he he's just over it he's over love he's over everything else and you know mm-hmm. kind of taken in a different direction
0: yes and and that is him up until when he realizes he's really just repressed it all right and he's kind mm-hmm. of lost himself in yep. in the pain but also just the fear of the pain from the past and now he's got to figure a way to move forward with a new love, Darcy.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Darcy. I She's just, she came to me as such a vibrant character mm-hmm. and I always love those types of relationships that are very much opposites attract. And I just felt like for him to, to really kind of take his power back, like mm-hmm. he was going to need somebody that was vibrant and like brave. And at the same time, just kind of wears their heart on their sleeve, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she definitely does that. She's a real awesome character. I mean, from the beginning, like even in Hecate, she is the one, like she knows who she is. She knows who Hecate is. And she's pushing mm-hmm. her out of her shell, like out of her her safe little bubble that Kate has basically built around herself. And mm-hmm. she's like this just annoying kind of human who's showing up going, no, let's go do things. Let's be fun. Like, <laughs> what's the point of living forever if you don't live? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What's, you know, yeah. What's immortality if you spend it all, you know, just protecting yourself. So she's very fun in that book. And then it carries into this one in a very good way. I love the relationship between yep. those two, and I
1: I, I didn't read Hecate, so I don't under mm-hmm. like understand like you get a little bit of it in the beginning between her and Gunnar and that whole thing and stuff. And Kalina had already explained it to me. She's like, yeah, we should have probably started with Hecate. So, <laughs> but it was fine. I enjoyed Hades.
2: I like Hecate is character. a shorter book too. It's definitely oh. shorter. Hades is is. He's a
0: thick boy. He's a. Yeah, (laughs) he. he, he, Well, he had a lot to do. He had to send the next book. He did. He did. (laughs) He he had to help Orion and get that whole story started, so that we can follow through and read that one. (laughs) Because yeah, Hecate really takes place in like one day.
2: Yeah. I could taste like a, a night. Like, one night. <laughs> very quick. Nice. <laughs> well, then I can
0: done. Yeah. definitely
1: <laughs> make it a point to read it. Because there were some points where I was just like, I don't know. And the good thing is that I can always fall back on Kalina mm-hmm. and ask some questions. But you didn't write it in a way to where I was just like, what the fuck? Like I, to where mm-hmm. I was super confused. And I did pick up a lot on the Disney too. Because I remember from our last conversation how much you love the Disney and Ariel and things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, yeah, the blue flames mm-hmm. and Meg's in there. Which is a good play. I thought it was brilliant. I enjoyed that part a lot.
2: And I, um, I think I also mentioned, uh, and I can like mention it here. Meg, his secretary, has a penchant for reading romance novels, and the book that she is reading. In Hades is The Twelve Hunks of Herculea by C. Rochelle. Yeah. Which is a real book. Um, and it is a real series. It is monstrously mythic series by uh, my author buddy, C. Rochelle. And it is a reverse harem monster romance take on The Twelve Labors of Hercules with a female Herculea. So, and awesome. it was, it's an amazing book. So I definitely have to plug that there because I love it. And that's no. why, it it, why it made it into my book.
1: <laughs> that's so great. I was actually going to ask if that was one of your books that you are going to be writing
2: <laughs> nope nope it was um, it was my buddy Sea Ro- Rochelle it was, it's her series so. that's
0: awesome mm-hmm. I did like that scene where he like shows up and she's reading and he's like what's this and he takes it and then he's all embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> when he reads what she's reading
2: guys I can't even tell you because I have both books are on my shelf like there would be major reasons why he's blushing <laughs> it is a filthy dirty book and I love it <laughs>
0: That actually brings me to a good question I have about the series, too, Mm -hmm. is so it's so many different authors. It also is very differing levels of steam um, Mm -hmm. throughout this series because you've got, you know, some that is a little bit more tame. Like nothing is sweet. None of these are sweet romance. Mm -hmm. There's still sex on the page in all the books. Mm -hmm. But then you can go from kind of like a mid-steam level up to, I'd say, like Julie Morgan's BDSM level. Ah, Mel is so good. <laughs> love to out. The quite a bit of kink in that book. But even in, in Hell's Bell. Book. Hell's Bell, too, has quite... Mm-hmm the dungeon scene. So uh, was that a discussion when you guys were like planning the series, like that everyone would just be able to write whatever kind of steam level they want to and it would be okay within this world?
2: I think so. I think if I remember correctly, when all the details went out about the shared world and we kind of had the idea like what gods and goddesses were, you know, that we could write. The big tie-in was just, you know, that we had to, they all had to essentially meet at the deluxe cafe Okay. And we had a little bit more freedom to kind of like write the steam levels that we wanted as long as we were like keeping it within the parameters of the concept and keeping things with the Deluxe Cafe and this and that. And obviously it was open for us to collaborate as as much as we wanted to collaborate. And there were a lot of times, like especially when I'd be writing something, I would go to our, our group of authors and I would just be like, hey, I'm writing this scene and I you know, would like to double check and make sure that somebody else hasn't written something, you know, Mm -hmm. that is going to contradict this. So there was definitely like a lot of even if I wasn't collaborating directly with somebody, it was a lot of, you know, just kind of like keeping up on the details and making sure that things lined up. Mm
0: -hmm. No, that's great. I think it's so far through the books I've read, it's (laughs) flowing very well. It doesn't, you know, it just like I buy into the world of all of these different, I mean, gods and goddesses and and other creatures and, and you know beings falling in love at this silly cafe like in particular anyone who hasn't read it the details about deluxe and how over the top cheesy the speed dating events are covered Mm -hmm. in like glitter and like heart confetti and like red and pink everywhere is really that's one of my favorite details because the idea that Aphrodite and Eve Eve's who uh what she's a she's a vampire right yes yeah I think so and and they just have this (laughs) I'm <laughs> sorry this cafe that they just deck out with like cupids everywhere to have a speed dating I event it. with like million year old gods and stuff and it's just funny as hell that is definitely something you miss out if you don't
1: read from the very beginning because I didn't get any descriptions of the worlds or the scenes or you know I just thought of typical nightclubs and cafes and things
2: and they do change it a little bit like you know so like I think in a couple of my books it's like you know they have like more like themed nights or whatever so <laughs> like they do definitely like you know have different types of events which I think is fun too from book Mm -hmm. to book how it changes you know yeah
1: definitely and it can help the reader reader out a lot but you know I don't ever have problem with creating my own world or just how like different things look but sometimes like that description that Kalina
0: just gave it's not something that I had and I was like hey that would Mm -hmm. be so much fun to just like experience yeah Yeah. well and it's fun because it's the kind of place where sometimes humans like Darcy end up in the in in a couple Mm -hmm. of the books it's very clear that there's an upstairs and a downstairs And, like, Mm. the humans are supposed to stay upstairs and all of the supernatural beings are supposed to go downstairs. But then in a couple of books, it, like, blurs a little bit and, like, the humans Mm. just wander into the... The supernatural uh, event. It's
2: and like date. Darcy over in the corner with a vampire.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, whatever. Intro to Darcy. Yep. It's like I haven't dated a shifter yet, but I think I'll try it. You know, like
2: she's, she's just real so, game for everything. She's so much fun.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in the I had a thought and then I lost it.
2: <laughs> it's me on a daily basis. I have a thought, and then there it goes. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. So part of like Hades kind of restrictions or mm-hmm. reticence, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. is like some of his self-imposed, like <sighs> desire to state what, what he thinks is keeping his power, but also is somehow also not, you know, mm-hmm. he seems to have a little bit of an issue with sex. Mm-hmm. Like he's spent the last couple hundred years, it seems like just using mm-hmm. Tennille at uh, the den of sin just the Mm -hmm. sex den from Julie's books. But now he's, like, starting to, you know, see Darcy. He's, like, and around, like, the first time, it's just he goes down on her. And then the second time, he's still not quite comfortable when she wants to, like, hold him. And he Mm -hmm. feels like that's somehow a loss of his own control and power. So he, like, reverses Mm -hmm. the situation and keeps her Mm -hmm. hands off of him. So how did you, like come up with you know that and you know making Hades have to go through this struck like this kind of path to walk to get to a comfortable level level with with his relationship
2: So the way when I started writing Hades and essentially it kind of like started when I was writing Hecate when I was really discovering his character was I knew from the get go that like he was very similar to Kate. And that's Mm. why they work so well together as besties, because they're both very like closed off reserved individuals, but they're closed off for a reason. And I knew that, like, essentially for him, I wanted his love story to be an epic love story, where it wasn't just about him finding this person who was going to fulfill him, but him finding himself and mm-hmm. fulfilling, you know, his, his own, like, you know, coming back into his power by, in a sense... Remembering who he is and that he was worthy of love just because something happened that destroyed him didn't mean that he couldn't find that again. So I feel like for me, a lot of when I was writing him was I wanted to show this juxtaposition of control and power. And because in a lot of books, and I do read a good bit of like romance across all the board, paranormal, contemporary, whatever. But I've been dabbling for a little while of wanting to tell a story with some BDSM aspects and power exchange aspects. Mm -hmm. So and that's starting to reflect a little bit more in my writing, the more I get comfortable with it, Um, just writing it in general. So for me, I wanted, really wanted it to be like, he is this old God and essentially he's been around a while, but what would, on the flip side of that, you would be kind of jaded, right? But at the same time, it's like, he's trying to compartmentalize himself. So he's going to Tennille to, I mean, he's a man, he's got to have needs, you know, he's like, but I don't want to feel anything, which is why he goes to Tennille and she manages him. And then when he meets Darcy, it brings up all those new feelings. And essentially, he's almost like a teenager in love going through the beginnings of like how do I do this? Like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. This is moving too fast type of thing. And, you know, I really had fun playing with those different aspects that they're in the same character, that he is both this powerful, like engaged, like dominant personality, but he is also like insecure and Mm -hmm. vulnerable and afraid. So I hope that answers the question.
0: (laughs) No, that's perfect. That that really does. And it, it like gives a lot of insight to the moments where, He's very obviously like. I think I need to like figure out how to date, and he like, mm-hmm. he's like, "How do I get her number?" And he goes to like, yep. you know, the cafe and be like, "I yep. just want, I want the the list." And then he you know he's like, "I don't know how to do that." And then he doesn't know her last name for like a long period of time, and he's like, Oh, did I mess up? How do you, you know?" That was yeah. so messy. <laughs> the this, the strangeness of dating, which is yeah. weird. Like I'm dating, and it's a super fucking weird thing to go through especially as an adult, like it's definitely a different mm-hmm. story when you're like a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's just part of, it, it kind of feels like part of what teens do, but dating as an adult, you know, I'm on these apps and you only know mm-hmm. people's first names for a long time. And yep. then at what point do you're like, should we exchange last names? Like, how do you yep. do that normally?
2: Like, yeah, is it part yeah, of it a
0: conversation? Is. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> is. And I want it, and I wanted it to be awkward for him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where it's just like, he's just now he's trying to date in our modern society and he has like no clue because he hasn't been with anybody in like centuries Yeah, <laughs> you,
0: you know, did that except- very well thank you <laughs> and then we get to and this will be a spoiler for people who haven't read it but too bad they should <laughs> read it before they listen to us <laughs> <That's> um <right. laughs> We get to the end and you did something which I thought was super, super interesting. Oh my God. It was so cool. Yeah. different. (laughs) Instead of there being some magical thing that happens to make Darcy immortal or supernatural or part of their world, Hades chooses to give up his God powers and immortality to just become part of her mortal Mm -hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And they can live together and not, they mm-hmm. just live hopefully, barring accidents, a normal <laughs> mortal lifespan together in love. Yeah. And I just, because even in this series, there's a handful of other, you know, humans that fall in love and something always happens to them to Mm -hmm. make them compatible, basically, with Mm -hmm. the lifespan of an immortal.
2: Right, right. It was
0: a good
1: twist that none that at least that I saw coming. I was just like, Mm -hmm. wow, Wow. he was willing to get up being a god and all of his powers. I mean, Lucifer was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to find anybody who could do a spreadsheet anymore. (laughs) But like, and actually the way he presented it to her in the ring was so beautiful. It was such a great scene. It was a very poetic scene. At first, I was just like, "Oh, where where is this going?" And and obviously, Darcy was like, "Oh, huh, this is this is interesting." But I've got this picture in my head of this like gorgeous, gorgeous ring, and that she gets to wear his soul, or you know, like mm-hmm. this is this is him presenting his full self. I don't know how much more mm-hmm. you can give yourself to somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> than in this manner. It was it was very well written. I love. Thank
2: it. you, thank you. I'm glad I'm glad you guys loved it. Like yeah. I I even like as you can see over here, I'm like tearing up when you're talking about. It because it was like it was such a good scene, and I was just like just the idea that, like, I knew from the get-go that I wanted him to give up his immortality because I wanted to have a twist mm-hmm. on that typical storyline um that you were talking about, where it's like always something that happens that makes them combat the, the FMC compatible. And I wanted it to be like this big grand gesture, and I was like, he's gonna go mortal. I don't know how I'm gonna work this out, but he's gonna go mortal. <laughs> And the idea of, of a, him having the ring and presenting it to her, I wanted it to kind of feel poetic, almost like that, like, instead of them running off into the sunset to get married, like, you know, <laughs> it's still got that, it's still got that pizzazz of like, I am giving you my life, I am trusting you with my heart, please take care of it, you know, type yeah. thing.
1: I Yeah, was so intrigued by it. And it's just... It's like I think this really makes the part of like your readership that is like I don't care about immortality. I don't I don't like no. that that idea. Kalina, mm-hmm. for it, it's me. <laughs>
0: always me. You know?
1: <laughs> and like there's one there's one thing to think about. Like I want to live with you forever and ever and ever because our love is so strong. But there's another to say I want to die with you because mm-hmm. after that I don't want anything
0: else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, and it feels like to be honest, it's a much larger sacrifice. Then, usually, what the human has to sacrifice, like they give up their human life, but then they get to live forever, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like I mean, in my world, that would be a sacrifice. I don't want to live forever, but (laughs) and
2: in a sense, like you read Hecate, so you kind of know we kind of like talked about that a little bit with her and Gunner while you know she was like, you know, about I don't want to like essentially like go, you know, because he's he's mortal, like he's just he's not going to have the same lifespan, so like Mm -hmm. we really do touch. Touch on a, lot. I tr- at least I try to like touch on that most mm-hmm. of in in my speed dating books. Orion has a little bit of that too, with him being who he is and his and his faded mates. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I just think that's it, it's really interesting, and it was such a surprise and a, and a very good twist because not only like if you really look in the to the myths, not only is he God, but he's one of the big freaking three from. Oh mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, like he's. He's one of the most powerful, like he did already see, you know, we, you'd already kind of set it up where he turned over hell to Lucifer. He was just like, "Ah, eh, I'm not going to be in charge anymore. I'll just do this part mm-hmm. of it. You know, he kind of already had stepped back from a lot of his powers because of everything mm-hmm. with Persephone, but to just walk away entirely and be like, and also his family's down there. Hera and Demi live down there mm-hmm. and, yep. uh, just all kinds of, Yeah. <laughs> It's, All you know, the it's a lot to give up and to find a person, you know, who makes you feel that way and willing, you know, that you're willing to do that for. That's a really big gesture and it, it, it's important. And I think it was so perfect for this book mm-hmm. to kind of wrap that story up at the end there so any fun things on the horizon for the series so you've got orion out already and if mm-hmm. you know people read this book they we met orion and kind of get a little bit of some shenanigans happening with him <laughs> that we're gonna figure out in the next book
2: <laughs> oh he's a fun one i love orion <laughs> he is the golden retriever of my bunch oh. um <laughs> <laughs> nice. really is he's so much fun So, yeah, Orion came out on December 6th. So, and in Orion, we are introduced to his ex Addie, AKA Athena. Uh um so i am currently working on athena which will be coming out and actually i have collaborated with Quell t fox who i have written a whole series with Mm i've written to starkle creek with she is also part of this shared world and she has a book that is coming out which is triton and so uh you will see athena and orion probably make a cameo in there as well so
1: cool fun Mm -hmm.
2: i do have at least I want to say after Athena, I have at least three more books planned in the series. So I'm just going to keep going until I run out. (laughs) Oh my
1: God. Yeah. You've been a busy, busy bee since the last time we spoke with you, you know, (laughs) I mean, I just, I mean, like that's an understatement of the fucking year, but what has been like the most exciting thing that you've done since?
2: The most exciting thing I probably in May of this past year in 2022, I hit becoming a USA Today bestselling author. What? What? i did congratulations uh, thank you so and actually uh it was in midnight magic i believe it was um okay. midnight magic which was a a anthology mm-hmm. and blood and bones the prequel to in the blood was mm-hmm. included in that set so and i actually the other most exciting thing i want to say is i just wrapped writing the last ava and cast book <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah and there is another series that's spinning off so you get mal and the goon squad i was gonna say do we get to hear about the brother what's going Mm -hmm. on with that okay they get their own series so that is the hunter games series and blood of my enemy which is mal's story drops on tuesday so
1: awesome well
2: i just don't i
1: can't i can't fathom the timing i can barely (laughs) read a book but to write to have so much on your docket to write like it, that's just so much but inspiring that's great that's awesome
2: i don't know it takes a lot of coffee some days <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great that is
0: that's really fun
1: i think we touched on all of the notes that that we had so oh, you know what? Sorry, Mm. I just had a brain fart. I did want to, going back to the BDSM Mm -hmm. and like uh, talking about, you know, different kinks and different um, Mm -hmm. steam levels that different authors are writing. And you would mentioned that you're just slowly getting into this. Mm -hmm. I just want to say as a person who, and it's not that I'm not comfortable with it, I'm just not familiar with it. Mm -hmm. But I think sitting and reading it, I actually developed my own type of red light, green light, in a sense. (laughs) With, uh, with the way that you introduced that type, like, I don't know if that's a normal Dom I mean, thing. the
2: whole safe words yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that is, I mean, it is pretty common. I don't want to say that, like, you know, like, I'm a practitioner or anything because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's been like years since I've done anything like that. Okay. So like, but I, I do read a good bit of it in, in my books and I'm pretty well versed in kink. I like to think. Okay. Um, so, so I did definitely want to try to, and, and I did a lot of research when I was writing Hades, just specifically like. I went and talked to some people who were more into like kink groups and more mm-hmm. who are actual practitioners and people who actually like practice the lifestyle and, and the different things because I wanted it to be accurate. Yes. I didn't yeah. want to write something where people were like, "Up, oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. So I wanted it to- Fifty Shades little... of Grey. <laughs> that's exactly what I didn't want. And I felt like I had enough, even when mm-hmm. I read Fifty Shades of Grey, I knew with my limited knowledge that I had that that wasn't, that that's not the norm. No. I didn't even um, finish the book. <laughs> so when I was writing Hades, I was very much like, okay, how do I, how do I convey this? Like, I know what I want to convey, but how do I convey it in mm-hmm. a way that other people are going to receive it and not be like 50 shits gray? Yeah. Um, gray? <laughs> so I, I did definitely reached out to um, several people who are very much better at writing that sort of thing than I am, <laughs> um, <laughs> just to kind of get the the mechanics of it. And I, with the safe words, at least, yeah. I wanted it to be something that was very much, not necessarily like this, not sexy, but that we're all on the same page here. And it kind of goes with Hades's, just his general disposition towards like being like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm, and to kind of mm-hmm. have because of him and his control issues to have a form of control that makes him feel safe.
1: Yeah. yeah and to make her feel safe. And honestly, mm-hmm. the reader feels safe because mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I I mean, I have read other books that have exceeded your amount of kink. But I thought I was very comfortable with how you wrote that. And it, it was very understanding. And I just I think I actually loved Hades a little bit more because of that, because, you know, um, when you get introduced to it in the sort of in, when you, when Tennille comes in, um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I thought it was going to go the other way. I didn't realize it was going to be that way. And then, mm-hmm. and then, and then the right. You have to read the rest of the story to get the the context. But I don't know. I really, I think you wrote it in a way that made it very comfortable for people who maybe hasn't been experienced with it or mm-hmm. who
0: even know too much about it. But it wasn't quote unquote scary. If mm-hmm. if that you know, yeah. So. And- I, I know you, you kind of said like, it wasn't, you know, that you wanted to make it real, but you know, mm-hmm. you were concerned it wouldn't be that sexy, but I think it is very sexy because yeah. consent is sexy. And that's, mm-hmm. I yes. think so much it romance is. has really started to embrace in a way yeah. that makes it actually hard to read older romance sometimes. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> like- yes.
2: Oh, they don't and even. And that's like, exactly where me. my brain was with it. I've read so many romances where it's like it's kind of dubious, right? Yeah. And you're like, you know, she's like feeling, she's not into it, but he's into it. You're like, eh,
1: eh, you know, so cringe. It's so cringe. <laughs> and
2: sometimes, and I mean, I'll be the first person to be like, I, I read, I read some dark and. <laughs> depraved things, but like, especially I feel like it, it just all boils down to to your character. And for me, in a lot of my books, I am I'm very vivid. I always want to show that consent on the page. So I always mm-hmm. try to find a way of them physically saying it. Yeah. Um, and that's frequent in a lot of my books. Um, I, I think there's even that scene in, in In the Blood where he's like, are you sure about this? And she's like, are you gun shy? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so I always do try to like have some type of scene. And usually I try to treat it with a little bit of humor because, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely sure. takes you out for the moment, You especially if you're getting all hot and heavy and you're like, oh, yeah, you know And I mean? So I definitely but I definitely try to have that in
0: majority of my books. <laughs> well, it's. And- <laughs> With that humor, we've got Darcy's, her words, you know, green, yellow, and then Mushu. Mushu.
2: (laughs) That was the other
1: Disney
0: reference.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) He's like, Your safe word is a cartoon dragon. And she's like,
0: (laughs) What better way to break up an uncomfortable moment than
2: just. Yeah, that is one of my favorite moments in the
0: book. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I just love that. I loved all the little pieces of Darcy mm-hmm. that really like the umbrella and the drink, and uh, <laughs> just so much like her was it a pink dress I think or mm-hmm. her pink like black right yeah, yeah. pink and black dress she wore to yeah. the the movie in the park and just all of the little Darcy bits were very good Ooh, and very fun. the movie in the park. <laughs> That's Jesus. true. I guess we haven't actually discussed a lot of. The I could, no, we haven't. Um, and oh, that- so let's talk about that then. <laughs> I love
1: that scene. I love it
0: so much. <laughs> oh thank Chucky you Chucky is on in the background mm-hmm. you guys
1: and Chucky and chill and I actually actually appreciate that because at first I was like what the what movie is on because I need hmm. to know if it's like Home Alone or if it's yeah if it's some like like because they're getting down and I want to make sure there's like no children around <laughs>
0: my god, yep. Chucky. Chucky tells me there weren't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess Chucky would be a terrible movie to take children to. Don't, don't, don't do it. Well, we're all 80s kids, though, and uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that at a very young
2: age. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I saw Chucky young. when I was like 11. It's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <And it's like, laughs> maybe that's true. why I don't like dolls very much. <laughs> but anyway, oh, yeah. that
2: scene. I love that scene. That was such a fun scene to write.
1: <laughs> it was very, very naughty, and we, I... I just can't I like I obviously you put yourself into the position of the characters and you're thinking as much as a exhibitionist I think I would be mm-hmm. I'm also shy and mm-hmm. I just don't know that I could ever pull anything off like that so I appreciate that this came out in a book for me and you're right mm-hmm. absolutely right about you have to put in like another part of humor a little bits and pieces something to take you out of that scene and to make you remember that you are you're an actual real person and <laughs> <laughs> you actually live in a world where there are people around you. There are people around yes, you, yes, you, yeah. You know, oh. He's like,
0: whoa! <laughs> yeah,
1: I have to feed my kids dinner sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. That well, let's talk about that scene. There was all sorts of fun stuff in that scene. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say the most daring part of that scene was the blowjob.
0: Oh yeah, because... I mean, it's kind of obvious what's happening. You know, she's sitting on his lap. Yeah. Hands are moving under a blanket. Okay. People yeah. are like, oh, okay. <laughs> but when she like turns around and disappears under the blanket and then like you imagine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine the blanket bobbing a little
2: bit. That's why nice. a tree that's far away. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: I was
1: waiting for some, like, magical spell that he was going to put them under where, like, no one could see them do
0: anything. <laughs> or for them no, just to, like, no, trans- like, just for him to take them back to her apartment yeah. real fast. Yeah. And people would just be like, did we see a couple there or not? They'd, like, they, they yeah, would question to their out. senses about whether or not someone really disappeared in front of their faces. But, <laughs> nope, they just finished uh, up in the park under mm-hmm. a blanket while Chucky was...
2: i like to uh especially for the arc of just hades and darcy in general i like that we have that scene and then we go from that to like this scene where like she's like bandaging him up or whatever and it's like in the and it's so different Mm -hmm. it's the tone is completely different you know yeah
0: oh yeah yeah at the end when you know they finally You know he's been kidnapped and rescued, and then they save Persephone, and all of this like happens, and they finally are together. And yeah, he's bleeding, and she's being really caring, and he's just like, "Oh my god, what have I been afraid of Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. so long?" And seeing that scene, which does also start with like her in his lap, so very like Mm -hmm. parallel stuff, just Mm -hmm. a completely different emotional. Emotions, situation. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, by the end you don't even really know that he's injured and he
1: forgets because he's so mm-hmm. engulfed in the love that they're experiencing and mm-hmm. Oh, so good. The sex was really good. I appreciate those yes. scenes very yes. much. So, <laughs> they hit it. I always love
2: it. hearing that because uh, this is going to sound completely weird. And I know I talked about this, I think, on um, on the last time I was on the show, is that, like, I struggle with the sex scenes because I always worry that they're going to be, like, cringe or that they're not going to be good. And I'm always like, I, I-, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> so when people are like, it was good, I'm like, yes. I think the
1: element <laughs> of the soft introduction to or at least for me, for mm-hmm. like to, to the kink, you know, to the mm-hmm. bondage and stuff, was an extra it's a, not a level that I'm usually reading. Mm-hmm. And it's not that by choice, it's just what I'm given mm-hmm. when I'm reading right. these books. Right? I make all of the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You make all the lists. It's just which is and it's not a bad thing. I don't can't complain about it. But even though that there's there could be like an element of the unknown because I'm not familiar with that type of with that type of steam, I guess. I was so it it pulled me in a lot to it. And it was, it was sexy. There was squishy times happening. And (laughs) You know, but it was also like, like I said before, not not just the safe space for him and Darcy, but even for me as the reader. And it was just written descriptively in a way that I was like, I don't really need to make up my own mm-hmm. extra, you know, stories or happenings like what they're doing. You have given it to me, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. If I don't have to think on my own, then I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well thank you. That is that is a huge compliment. So thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about doing it. I think you do very well on the sex. <laughs>
2: I feel like part of it is just the isolation of writing too. Like because when I am writing, it's just me and my computer screen. And then the only people that see that before it gets published is maybe my my publisher, my editor, (laughs) you know, or some arc readers, you Mm. know. So it's it's hard for me to gauge sometimes what is, you know, because what's appealing to me is that gonna be appealing to my reader and vice versa. Exactly. So and I I dealt a little bit more with that struggle when I wrote my Monsters of Ashwood series, which the last book in that drops at the end of this month that is a very very filthy um, dark monster (laughs) romance reverse harem so if you're into that sort of thing go pick that up Um, but and it definitely deals with a lot more of those darker themes and more of the darker BDSM type stuff and so there were a lot of times when I was writing some some kinks and things that are pretty prevalent in the monster romance stuff Mm -hmm. um, because I read a lot of that but it was still way different for me to write than say Hades. So Mm -hmm. I definitely there were a lot of moments where I was like seeking workshops and and critiques and stuff like, hey, can you read this and tell me if this is okay? Can you read me and tell me if this has, you know, how you're feeling about this? Like, give me some Mm -hmm. feedback. So, yeah.
0: And I think part of something in when I read different kinks and stuff, the key to really pulling it off is the characters, Mm -hmm. right? If there isn't a well-built character, the kink is just, it's, I mean, it can be hot, but it's also like, it feels detached, right? Mm -hmm. Empty. Um, Empty. Yeah. And so you, like, even if it's not my preference, I'll follow along a scene if I have a connection to a character. Yeah. And I think that's something that you really do well with, you know, the books we've read of yours. Uh-huh. <laughs> so in like Hades and Darcy, like there's so much to them to really build them along that one, the kink makes sense. It's like, you know, fits in personality wise. Uh-huh. It's not like you're taking somebody who's innocent sunshine cupcake and like g- making them a like hardcore dom all of a sudden and you're like, that <laughs> not that that can't exist. I'm just saying, right, right. You know, challenge
2: accepted. <laughs> <laughs> <you> know. <laughs>
0: You just like do you have it like their characters really make sense and you and it it like follows along with the the character that you've built and the path that they're on the emotional journey that they're on. So I think all of that you know we haven't read the monster books yet, but you know I'm mm-hmm. sure that they're done well too because as long as you have that like tight character building. Mm-hmm. Then the the kink, the sex scenes, the all of it. It's just cherry on top of the It's of just the world. icing on the
2: cake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right. So I think, yeah, we got back into the book after we thought we were done. But you know, you're <laughs> yeah, never I really know. done. Really. No, you never really <laughs> no. did that.
1: I I re- when we were talking about this scene, I was like, I gotta ask about it, I gotta ask about it. And then I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. But
0: well, I am glad I remembered. Like that's also part of where we discover his real uh love for slapping making butts. Ooh. So <laughs> mm-hmm. where Haiti gets a little bit, you know, into the spank game. <laughs> that
1: is also something. that Now, see, that's my kink. Like, I love the butt play, oh, and I love I the smacking, and all, like, I love all of that. I actually went back and reread it, because I was like, wait, am I reading this right? You I did. You should
2: totally read Shifters of Starfall Crate, because there's there's some fun oh. stuff in that, w- of that, with one of the characters. That's okay. <laughs> The Fall Star, Starfall Creek, shifters star- of Starfall Creek with Quilty Fox, and all that right. series is complete. So oh, okay. it is a it is a trilogy series, and we do have a collection, the Starfall Creek collection, and it has I believe all three books in it plus like twenty five k of bonus content. Oh wow! So there is some extra stuff in there too.
1: Okay, I wrote it down. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I've I've started. Okay. All right. So now we will do the fun fuck fact and we'll give you the floor. Let us know what it is that you are working on now or anything you want to promote that's coming up. Any new things are coming out. I know, um, your Orion just came out, so just anything you want to share, and then all of the social medias so that our listeners can follow you.
2: Okay, so uh, currently this this month because we're recording this in January, yes. um, is I have a short story that is coming out in the Sweetest Danger, which is a sweet and sour alphas type collection from Fluffy Fox Publishing. Um, I am delving a little bit more into contemporary romances. So I do have my short is a contemporary billionaire, how to lose a guy in 10 days, esque kind of a story. And I think I even have as my tagline, it's like move over Christian Gray. Um,
1: <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very much kind of in that vein, but not so. Um, and then I have blood of my enemy, which is coming out on Tuesday, January 17th. So that is the kickoff to the Hunter Games series, the spinoff from the Eva Crowley, uh, Vampire Slayer series. I have some more speed dating with the of the Underworld books coming out, hopefully this year. And I'm doing a lot more, I feel like series continuations and things this year. I'm really hoping to dive back into getting another Forevermore book out. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um I'm still trying to write it. It's 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 a really rough, rough one for me to write. So um, mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I have um, if you follow me on TikTok, I am less than three on TikTok. You can probably just find me as hashtag Ariel Dawn or or what not and uh facebook author ariel dawn instagram slash wrong turn romance i have a huge schedule this year last year i think i published 18 titles and this year i have on my docket i think i have like 23 oh my god Plot, and that's not counting the short stories. Oh, um, wow! <laughs> so uh, we're gonna see we're gonna see how that goes. But uh, you can pretty much follow along with all my my releases. Um, in February, I believe I have Love and War, which was a retelling of Aphrodite, Hephaestus, and Ares that I wrote with Teresa Johnson. Is getting a limited time release, and I am also uh, re-releasing my A Dark and Stormy Night which is a standalone and it is a male female female romance and it is set mm. in the 90s and it is vampire romance. So think like Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer know. but like meets Anita Blake sort of you know type Ooh,
1: thing. Um, hey that's but, two of our favorites. Nice.
2: But <laughs> with with some spicy vampire love and some female female action. <laughs> Sweet.
1: So, I'm down. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's like a thousand more. <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely just go and follow Ariel and all of her stuff and you'll be able to follow those cookie
2: trails oh the Monsters of Ashwood series what I did say oh yes 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 my Monsters of oh and um the big news for the Monsters of Ashwood series can't believe I almost forgot this it is getting a book box so they will be it will be with the bookish boutique I'm waiting currently just waiting for uh the listing to go up but uh it will be a nice little uh box that has both signed copies of Voices in the Dark and Whispers in the Woods um I believe there will be a sweatshirt, tumbler, some swag, oh, wow. all kinds of good stuff. So yeah.
0: That's fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Well, everyone, that is, yes, that's our episode.
1: <laughs> and this is where we get lost. We don't know together. how to we end it. We an don't episode. know how to end it end. A, end, a, end a that is interview. a bowl of
2: cherry Garcia. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs>
1: well ariel as always we've enjoyed your company thank you so much for coming back on the show we
2: thank you for having me yeah Yeah, it's it's been uh, thank you for loving
1: (laughs) (laughs) good sex (laughs) awesome all right all right so if everybody can you know remember just to follow ariel and all her stuff and we'll talk to you guys later bye Bye, bye thank you all right guys well that was our interview with ariel ariel we know you're listening thank you so much for joining us again that was fantastic apologies for the technical difficulties in the beginning of all that but we got past it we're all good
0: yeah i mean they might not even know there were technical difficulties
1: you're right we'll see how great i can edit that (laughs) one track is hard to do but i will try my best do so you want to do a quick kiss and tell, and then yeah. we'll close everything out? Yeah. All right. So, in the spirit of being naughty under the covers while watching a movie—be <laughs> that at home, in a theater, at a drive-in, or a movie in
0: the park—have we ever had experiences with that? Um, at home for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like in public, no.
1: <laughs> like never, not even a
0: drive-in. No, I've never gone to a drive-in with anybody but my mom. <laughs> or like by myself with like in a group like with you guys yeah 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 okay. i've never gone as a couple i've never had anyone to go to the drive-in with.
1: <laughs> well when the season starts and luckily we still have a drive-in left that could be a date idea <laughs> it for you know it'll be should should be fun yeah even at, it, what about a movie theater
0: no no okay. i like movies
1: <laughs> you're and like I'm, i
0: want to pay attention <laughs> and i have very strong opinions about <laughs> disrupting movies that's why i go to the alamo where they like yell at you oh, before shit. the movie starts about how you're not allowed to disrupt the movie and they Don't. will kick you out <laughs> i love it i love the so album. i think um i've had i've gone on a date i have gone on movies or gone to on dates, two movies. <laughs> um, but at most I've had someone like kind of like rub my leg and I'm just I'm like, I'm busy. I'm watching a movie. <laughs> 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 like that's not happening right now. So I don't, you know, like, or like hold my hand and I'm like, fine, I guess I'll allow that. But don't try to get fresh with me, mister. <laughs> oh,
1: that's so
0: funny funny um, one <laughs> is that it is a very public space and yes, they're not that dark you know no. movie theaters aren't pitch black or anything they are not. And then two, like I said I, if especially if it's a new movie if I haven't seen it yet, I'm not gonna be distracted <laughs> unless it sucks and then if it's a sucky movie, I'd rather just leave. <laughs> <laughs> You can go fool around at home. No, and also if they're dirty, I don't want to be like I don't want to get that on the floor, and kneel or something. Because oh yeah, movie theaters aren't the nicest. So no, no, absolutely. I'm I'm I have not fooled around at a movie theater, but you <laughs> have or oh yeah, you know I have of course
1: like you said definitely at home
0: well yeah i mean that barely counts
1: (laughs) that does barely count and i can't even think if there was anything that i think we have fooled around at the drive-in dan and i before the boys were born i can almost guarantee it i can't think of it right now but i'm sure that's happening in the movie theater definitely making out i don't think oh i can't remember if i've ever had anybody like Put their finger in my pants or anything but i've definitely done hand jobs mm. but not like to like full completion just like mm-hmm. just like a stroke here and there or just like a little bit of a, a move because i too am like um there's somebody <laughs> sitting next to you that's not part of, you know like <laughs> yeah yeah i always feel like there is a certain amount of pressure though I've only had one date, like an actual Mm do-you-want-to-go-on-a-date-to-the-movie-theaters situation where the guy was really touchy-feely. And I didn't mind it so much. And it was one of the Star Wars movies. Don't ask me which one. I don't remember. (laughs) And uh, we made out before, a little bit during, and then definitely, and then we were in the car forever in the in the parking lot of the movie theater making out. But that was it; like it was just making out. And um, but nothing. I don't think I've ever gone down on anybody in a theater.
0: No, Alanis Moore set for you.
1: No, Alanis Moore <laughs> set for me. Dang it! I, I yeah, I would say that the naughtiest I've been is probably just a job. But you know, it's all in good fun. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing to where it got like messy, like not too. That's the thing
0: is, like it, it. I don't want to ever get that messy in public. No, <laughs> I feel like the rest of the evening's really uncomfortable. If <laughs> <We're> you're, <sure. laughs> like... I don't swallow in an intimate scene when it's
1: just me giving BJ. Just yeah, so you're not. Gonna... <laughs> There's no fucking way I'm gonna do it in a theater. Where am I gonna spit? I can't. I cannot. So. <laughs> All right,
0: all right. So you know you're much closer to being like Hades than uh, Darcy than me.
1: Yes, I am. I really enjoyed. I liked Darcy at first. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about her, but as you got to know her, when you you know start reading through the book, it and mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't even flip. It just grew. Like it just grew, and I was like, okay, I yeah. actually really enjoy her character. Well,
0: and I had the benefit of having met her in mm. Hecate. And so that was—I already had an attachment to her because she's really cool in that book too. I mm-hmm. like her, and so I thought I was—I was more attached already. And also, of course, I knew she was going <laughs> to, yeah. Keys. I was like, yeah, I know. like the the seeds were already planted in the first book. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, oh, I liked it. I liked it yeah. a lot. I love this. I am. You know, the fact that I'm three books behind is a little upsetting. But what I've been doing (laughs) is instead of buying them each as they come out, like one by one by one, because that's annoying to me, I wait until like five or six come out and then I buy them in lump sum and I read them all over the course of a week. (laughs) I see. Actually,
1: that's that's just like how you watch uh, movies, like White Lotus or movies shows. Oh, it's absolutely it's a binge thing. Yeah, I can't
0: wait for (laughs) one. I just wait to the next month when another one comes out. No, thank you. I have to (laughs) get.
1: all right. So let's rate. Let's give our ratings and then we'll we'll close out.
0: All right. Yeah. So um, the sex was real steamy, mm-hmm. uh, even though we did have a good chunk of the book where there was no sex, which is, you know, we got a lot of it, like we got, well, not mm-hmm. a lot, but we got like two scenes pretty quick in the beginning. Yeah. And then we had like this long dry spell where I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> no i mean stuff was happening <laughs> oh definitely the tension like, was I there mean, at one point hades was kidnapped we didn't barely even touched on that that's very true but then we got more sex at the end and that mm. was good and i really liked that end scene like the intimacy between the two like was super Dude, super d- scorchy the emotion
1: just popped out of the book Oof. and like smacked you so hard in the face that whole yeah yeah
0: definitely so good so yeah, I'm gonna say like eight, mm-hmm. solid eight, across the board, book, sex, everything. I, I would agree. Actually, that that was the the number
1: that I had in my head too for that. If we're gonna just do it straight up, sex. And mm-hmm. book definitely. I know she did mention that like Hecate's book was way shorter
0: than. Hades I don't know thought, that I'd say way, but... but it is shorter. Oh, okay. It, and also, okay. it's just a condensed timeline. Oh, okay, that's right. Because it, it was it, just it takes place in the course one, of one evening and then one like, day. Yeah, a little bit. You know, a couple days later. In but it, that's it. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you get a lot more story in this one, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I think we had a great conversation with her.
0: And now you've got three more books to read. <laughs> I do. I have so many more. There's. It sounds like they're just going to keep coming and coming.
1: It does sound <laughs> like, like it, doesn't it?
0: Like yeah. There's no end. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like these books. Uh, and it spans different um, pantheons. So it's not just the Greek gods. Mm. There's Bastet and... Uh, orion and from like the african like mm. egyptian gods mm-hmm. and then like like i said thor from the um norse gods like it's it's really not orion Osiris, sorry orion somebody else but yeah so like there's you know and then there's the judeo-christian you know adam and eve story with lilith so it's like it pretty much anyone it's all of them could actually end up living in hell is part of it <laughs> Like (laughs) it's just they're like they gave them kind of it sounds like they gave them free raid like there was an uh, existing list but then people have also been allowed to kind of create their own and just like Mm -hmm. add ones in as they want to I do have a favorite of the ones I've read so far Azazel he's in book five and He's uh, written by A.L. Kessler. Fucking my favorite. So <laughs> good. That's awesome. I mean, I strongly recommend that book. Love it. Okay. Love him. Love the character. Love who he falls in love with. It's very, very cute. Awesome. And, and they're all on our account, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Everything is in our Kindle. So you can read any of them at any time.
1: Well, good thing. I'm going to live for at least another 45 years. So... <laughs> I'll be able to get through them all. <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Not if they keep writing like this. <sighs> I Jesus. know.
1: She, She's she, when she laid out her the rest of the year, I'm like, no, don't. so uh, many, so many, but that's awesome. And, and good for her for becoming USA's, USA Today, a or?
0: USA Today best-selling author. Yes, yeah,
1: that's amazing.
0: Congratulations! That's really cool, mm-hmm. and yeah, especially because it was like, yeah, when we interviewed her last year, it was really at the beginning of yeah. her writing career. So she's definitely like had a great year and mm-hmm. has a lot planned for the next one. So awesome! We're super excited. Yes, awesome. All right. right. Speaking of
1: next, our next book is going to be Hexes and Hot Flashes. By Lisa Manifold. Do you know if this is part of a series?
0: It is. It's the Oracle of Winter series. Okay. And it's book one and it's narrated by Eva Wilhelm. And I think it's a full... I don't know if it's a fully completed series. It looks like there's six books so far. Okay, All right. So we're super excited. We haven't read a Lisa Manifold book in a long time. So long. We miss you, Lisa. So we're very happy to be back. And it's going to be one of those like... We read a couple last year where the main female character is a little bit more mature, kind of verging Mm -hmm. on that older uh, hexes and hot flashes, maybe menopause era in her (laughs) life. Although she's 45, so I don't know. That's not that much older than us.
1: (laughs) No, maybe... You know, uh, magic aside, oh my god, I element, had elements aside, but we can relate.
0: What the most ridiculous message on the dating app <laughs> from this guy? Oh my god, let me see if I can get it up real fast and read it because it's fucking hilarious. So, a guy messages me and he goes, Kalina, what's the secret to being 40 and looking 35? Sweaty, <laughs> hot face emoji. <laughs> And what are the chances you have a thing for younger guys? Big eyes, fingers crossed emoji.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Dude is 24. Oh, just a baby. And I was just like, if I put 10 40-year-old women and 10 35-year-old women in a room, there's no fucking way most people could correctly identify. who. Like, there isn't a difference between 35 and 40. No, no, and so for her to be like, how do you look 35, 35. <laughs> when you're oh 40? God. I was like, I look the same as I did five fucking years <laughs> ago. Oh, he thought he was giving you a compliment. I know. And I'm like, it's not immediate. that it wasn't a compliment, but it's just not the compliment that I think I he thinks it is. And I'm like, you would have to have pulled like 25 for that to be <laughs> that big of a compliment. And then I would have also called you bullshit because I yes. don't look 25. <laughs> I do have a young, like kind of baby face, but it's not that young. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. I have,
0: the you know, enough lines and enough stuff to make me look older. But you
1: do have a baby. Well, you don't look 40. No, I don't think
0: I do either. But I also, also don't think. what does 40 look like nowadays
1: well and especially in compared to 35 like yeah
0: (laughs) i was like there's no way seriously put 10 35 year olds (laughs) and 10 40 year olds in a room and try to fucking figure out who's who
1: uh let's do it that'll be a fun experiment
0: (laughs) like uh, no there's no way most people could do that like it would be really hard also i just saw a meme that was really funny about how um, it was a picture from uh, Father of the Bride, or maybe it was the second one. Yes, yeah, the second Father of the Bride mm-hmm. was you know, Steve Martin and uh, mm-hmm. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, and uh, the one where she has a baby and her yes. daughter has a baby, and they're like in 1995. This is what we thought 45 year olds would yes, look like. Yes,
1: I saw that <laughs> same meme, and they were so much different. Like they we look don't look like that. So old. We do and I was like, oh, like that. oh, yeah. fuck us <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely i still like, wear a fucking cat hat around the house no for i not just around the house you wear it all the oh like top. everywhere that's true it's
0: not just around the house i do wear it everywhere <laughs> Yeah, there's.
1: Uh, it's so different. It's dark. Yeah, I mean,
0: she's all like in pearls and like a button up yes. with a sweater mm-hmm. set combination, and he's like fully gray, and it's just like, oh no, so that's not what forty five year olds look like anymore.
1: In a, yep, that is not what they look like. We do not look like that. We're not
0: forty five yet, but no, we aren't. But still, that's not far again. From it's it. not that far. And We won't look that different by the time we right. get to forty five. Exactly. That was why oh. it was really funny that he said that. <laughs> I was that's like, so funny. <laughs> I've just been dying about it I, poor guy i keep saving it and showing it to everyone because <laughs> it's funny it's fucking hilarious <laughs> and i'm like oh you 25 24 year old child no i don't have a oh thing for God, 16 years is a long that's literally i can be your mom i could yeah, yeah i could have had a baby at 16 yeah like that's too far especially down like younger too much younger yeah not cool <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's funny. Um, Yeah. So we're reading Hexes and Hot Fleshes by Lisa Manifold. Join us next week for that or next episode. That's in two weeks. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you on social media. You want to reach out and just tell us whatever. Give us another book to read, a different author, uh, what you think of um, how we're doing, anything. Just comment and say, hey, we like you. You're fun. <laughs> That's fun, too. <laughs> yes. You can find us on social media at Dirty Books, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, sometimes occasionally on TikTok. <laughs> um, it's not super active. And in all those places, it is shh with three H's. Or you can email us directly at sturdybooks at gmail.com.
1: And you can visit us on our website at sturdybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. Thanks, Jim Townsend, for your music. And thanks again, Ariel Dawn, for joining us for this show. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Salat.
0: And this is Kalina.
1: And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.
0: Yeah, you've been listening to sh. To reading Dirty Books with Galena and Salette. Be sure to tune in to the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do
2: that for them.